Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. going on everybody it is justin gonzalez the host of the pigskin chance fantasy football podcast you can find me on twitter at pigskin underscore jay gonzo sitting across the table from me is none other than my best friend Derek bordeaux you can find him at pigskin underscore d rock Derek, how we doing tonight man doing great doing great yes, sir. we just got our Feeling good uh, man got our first mock done sons and four oh my god <laughs> All right, Magic fan. Just had to bring that up, man. No, I have I have relinquished my fandom. Yeah, I have, I have been set free, <laughs> and I have chosen the Phoenix Suns. So hell yeah, man. Leave me alone. All right, dude. We are going to continue our fantasy rundown series again, uh, covering Tua Tungavaloa. All right, man. We say that five times fast. I don't know, right? I had a as a Miami Dolphin fan, I had to. You know, train yeah, myself. You should know this. You should have to know this. It should be a requirement. Yeah, dude. To be a fan. All right, man. Let's get into Tua. What the hell is a rundown? We just need that rundown by as soon as possible. Okay. Just get it right. Yeah. Gotcha. Of course. We're gonna dive in to the rundown. I'll be exhausted because it's like a triathlon. Triathlon. It's what I feel like we've been on as a Miami Dolphins fan. Trying to figure out that next quarterback. Can't relate. Super Bowl champs. <laughs> yeah, okay. After 13 years of not being in the playoffs. And when was your last Super Bowl? It's all right. Bro. Oh, yeah, 72? Calm down. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't want to hear down. it. All right, man. Let's talk about Tua then. All right, bro. Uh, so Tua got drafted uh, two years ago. <laughs> Number five overall by the Miami Dolphins. 23-year-old. Sits at 6'1", 218. His stat line for last year, so there was obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and, you know, was a starter for the Miami Dolphins. He um, played a good portion of the game, but I think, you know, Brian Flores decided he wanted to try to see what he had in his in his rookie. He didn't want him to sit the whole year. Dolphins really weren't playing for a whole lot. We competed for the playoffs. You know, we were contenders to get that wild card spot, but it wasn't nothing crazy i don't think we had high expectations or anything like that so i'm kind of glad that they brought him in just a little bit just to see what they had in him uh he did finish with a stat line of 186 completions on 290 attempts so he was 64 percent uh completion rate had uh 1800 yards just over it with 11 tds he was sacked 20 times his positional fantasy finish was QB 32. Ouch. Yeah. But, I mean, when you only start a handful of games. Yeah. You know. I mean, you can give, cut him some slack. Absolutely. Dude played at University of Alabama, winning a national championship in his freshman year in 2015. November 16, 2019 is when he suffered his gruesome hip fracture against Mississippi State. He went on to get drafted in 2020, number five overall, by the Miami Dolphins and started nine games. So he finished at QB 32, only started nine games, got pulled, I think, twice from the game. And they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, when the Dolphins it. were doing the whole opener, yeah. closer yeah, that kind was, of thing. That was rough. It was fun to watch. <laughs> Some games it was pretty fun to watch. It was. It was exciting, especially against that Denver game. Yeah. And then. Patrick had to throw it. 
Oh, it's rough. As far as his health is concerned, um, like he said, suffered a dislocated hip and posterior wall fracture uh, in November 2019. He was cleared in July of 2020. He did start practicing. Like he said he did start nine games. He did come out and say that his hip feels 10 times better and he feels a lot more comfortable during practices. From all from all accounts, he sounds like he's passed the injury, which is, is good, which is good for him. I would still keep it in the back of my mind as a fantasy manager that he has had a major hip injury in the past. And you don't really want your you know, your quarterback with that kind of worry, right? You don't want to worry about your guy like that. So but I mean, hey, he's 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 healthy. He's in train um OTA's mini camps right now and he's he's you know, he's not being held back because of the injury. So that's that's a good sign. Um the Dolphins' offensive rankings last year, 18th in pass attempts, 20th in yards, 16th in rushing te- rush attempts, 22nd in rushing yards. His offensive line ranked 28th per PFF. Three rookie starters, which is a big reason why they ranked bottom of the league yes. in uh, offensive line play. And like you said, you know, two started nine games, Fitz started seven. So didn't get a, a chance to play that full 16, get all that experience under his belt, but still nine games versus Fitz seven. You know, he still played a good chunk of that season. Uh, they do have a new offense this season. He has, they have two two new offensive coordinators. Yep. Co-offensive coordinators. Yeah, you don't see that very often. No, you George Godsey, the former tight end coach, and Eric Studsville, the former running back coach, both promoted offensive coordinator or co-offensive coordinator. And, uh, yeah, they got a whole new offense in. And they got a bunch of new toys to play with, a bunch of new weapons, some of the same, you know, those those rookie offensive linemen they had last year, you know, they're bringing kind of those guys back, didn't they? Competition on the roster. We talked about Jacoby Brissett. I mean, yeah, he's he's the guy. Signed him. He's yeah. the guy. You know, they signed him as a backup. So one year, $5 million for Jacoby Brissett, obviously that, that's, that's backup money. Their strength to schedule, eighth easiest schedule for quarterbacks i think that's just overall uh that's per the athletic they had the eighth easiest quarterback or not quarterback but eighth easiest schedule okay uh obviously he's projected week one starter and you know they're building the offense around building the offense around tua's strengths absolutely which is exact because you know last year when they had Fitz and tua they were running different systems they were they were Pulling back on the playbook a little bit when when two was in, and then obviously opened up a little bit more when Fitzpatrick's in because he's that veteran. He's he's been around the league a long time, so he can handle a little bit more. I mean, now that they have new weapons, they have a year two Tua, more time removed from that injury. How are we going to look at him for twenty twenty one? So I'll throw it to you, Justin. First, we're we gonna do we're gonna do stud stash or pass Tua Tungavailoa. What are you doing with him for twenty twenty one redraft? All right, man. So obviously, for uh, for me, like I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, I want to see this guy succeed. I want no. him to be very, very good. But for fantasy, obviously, I'm gonna temper expectations. I'm gonna put my team fandom to the side. Uh, I don't, I don't really want to touch him. If I'm gonna touch him in maybe like a super flex or maybe two quarterback league, but like that, like I have another option you know what i'm saying like i don't know how he's gonna look this offense is gonna be a brand new offense they just said they came out over the offseason they said that they uh, made a brand new offense to fit to a little bit better uh the one thing that really kind of like makes me think a little bit about hey maybe he has that potential to be you know the top quarterback two ranking or something like that is there's not really like 
a ground and pound dude in that backfield. We don't we don't have that guy like a you know a star running back or a guy that's like going to be really good. We have Miles Gaskin. He's a great running back, but he's more of that smaller athletic dude, not a guy that's, you know, so for, you're not going to give him 300 touches between yeah, the tackles. So for me like are we going to rely on the shorter passes and that all that relies on that turns out to be fantasy relevancy. Like that turns into fantasy points. So the quarterback throwing those little dump off passes and, and making that a short yardage touchdown or something like that. And, you know, now we brought in a Jalen Waddle. We brought in a Will Fuller. You know, Mike Gusecki showed out last year. Uh, it's This is nothing but help Devontae Parker. So we have a lot of weapons. They gave him a lot of weapons to play with. I, I'm hoping that he has a very good season and takes that progression step to show that he could maybe be a viable option and maybe finishes as a QB two. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, right now he's, uh, ranked around 25. So he's just out of that QB two range. So like, I'm comfortable if he's in like a super flex league, I'm comfortable with like having like one of the top guys and then having him, you know what I'm saying? Like I got like a stud and then I waited a little while or something and got, you know, whatever. Or I have like a, a Kirk cousins and a Tua that I get to stream along with my stud at the top or something like that. You know, it's, yeah, that's how I view Tua. I think that they're going to have a lot of, uh, I think this is going to be a very good year for him. And the biggest thing for me, like I said earlier, is the fact that there's not, for me, there's not a between the tackle runner that's going to take, I think that's only helping Tua with fantasy production. Because I don't think there's a guy that they can just give the ball to like that who's getting, you know, 20 carries a game between the tackles and Tua doesn't get any fantasy points. You know, I think this is more of a bat, uh, more short yardage, quick throw. You know, now you have Will Fuller stretching the field type of offense, which be very viable for fantasy football. I'm, I, I don't know. So for me, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on Tua in like you know normal leagues and stuff like that. Super flex. I'm gonna pass on him unless I'm getting him. You know, later I have him paired with a a nice option. Uh, I, I just feel right now he has a little bit of proof and it might be, you know, that nice QB two or streaming candidate that everybody's trying to get, you know, halfway through the season, because we do have an easier schedule. You know, they, they blessed us with that at least a little bit easier of a schedule, but, uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, I, right now I have Tua ranked as my 22nd quarterback in, uh, that's in, that's just either that's either one quarterback or or super flex rankings. I mean, my quarterback rankings don't change based on that the the format. I agree what you're saying as far as you know they gave him a lot of to- they gave him a lot of toys to play with. They gave him new weapons. They gave him they gave him guys that specifically fit what Tua likes to do. Right? You know he he talked about last year how he was you know wasn't comfortable throwing to players that were covered because in college he was throwing to a lot of wide open receivers. He was throwing to guys that got a lot of separation and they just didn't have that last year. So now they get Jalen Waddle, they get Will Fuller, guys that are true separators and can get by people. Jalen Waddle is going to be a problem. Yes. And I tweeted that earlier today. Yes. Jalen Waddle is going to be an absolute problem for opposing defenses. And I think that only helps Tua out. 
what you brought up about not having an elite running back is a is a point that a lot of people probably aren't thinking about. They're not going to be pounding the ball between the tackles like you said. They're going to be short passing game, maybe some screens mixed in there. They're going to throw the ball a lot to Miles Gaskin. They're not going to be turning around and handing it to a Najee Harris or a Jonathan Taylor or an Alvin Kamara or a Dalvin Cook. They're going to be handing it to you know Miles Gaskin. He's going to get he's going to get a couple carries. I, mean, I can't see him getting more than you know sixteen to seventeen carries a game because he's not that type of run, of running back, right? So yes, two is going to have some value in redraft. I just don't see him being a stud for your fantasy lineup. You're not going to start him in any in every matchup. He hasn't proven that he can be a top quarterback yet. He finishes the quarterback 32 last year. He said his ECR is at, you know, QB 25. I have him at 22. That's behind guys like, um, you know, I have Trevor Lawrence ahead of him, Carson Wentz, Ben Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr. I have those guys right in front of him. And guys behind him, I have like Justin Fields, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Zach Wood, like all all the guys that could possibly not be playing at some parts of the year. So Tua is like right at the very edge of an every week play that is actually playing for their team or a guy that's not playing, right? So he's right there at the end. I'm just not confident that he can be, you know, fantasy relevant this year yet. I do think that eventually if he takes those steps and he gets better and he shows that he can produce and he uses the weapons that he has around him, he can be a a fantasy reliable option. He was great at Alabama, especially with all those players that he had there. And don't forget, Jalen Waddle was his teammate there. Yeah. So there is a rapport already established with Jalen Waddle. And, you know, Tua can absolutely be a top you know, 15 quarterback in in, in the league. So time will tell. We'll see what happens. I'm going to pass on him in redraft this year. I can't pass on him in dynasty because he's one of my quarterbacks in a dynasty league, but tempering expectations for sure. And I honestly, I don't think there's very much, there's very many expectations right now because of the year he had last year. I think that a lot of people have cooled on him. A lot of people have kind of gotten away from the whole, Hey, he's going to be a superstar in this league. Now they're kind of like, okay, maybe now he has to prove it. He has to show us before we before we start touting him like that again and hyping him up like that. So I think the hype train's cooled off. It's it's there's no hype train right now for Tua Tagovailoa, and rightfully so. I mean, he really didn't do a whole lot last year to to show fantasy managers that they can rely on him. So I would pass. I would pass on him in your redraft leagues. Pick him up as a waiver wire quarterback. Stream him in good matchups. Hopefully he gets to play Houston at some point <laughs> and you can use him on against bad defenses. And you know what? If he starts first two weeks and throws, if he comes out of the first two weeks and has eight or nine touchdowns, man, I'd be spending all of my fab blowing the number one waiver wire. I'd be trying to get him yep. everywhere because if he turns into the quarterback, he was at Alabama, he's going to be an every week play. Absolutely. Especially, Especially he's, he, does have a little bit of rushing upside as well, but that hit yes. is what's yeah. is what scares a lot. Of I people. think that scares me when he takes off running. Right, too. And, that, and that's one thing too is you have to you have to understand is that that hip is going to affect his his game a little bit. Absolutely, is he going to be mobile? Is he going to be a guy that can escape the pocket and can run around and make plays? If he can do that, I mean, number one, he's already going to throw people off being a lefty. Yes, like he's going to throw defenses off being a lefty, like rolling out to his left. Like a lot of quarterbacks don't do that. Because they're right-handed. So, I mean, he could be a problem. 
yeah by himself so last year if you can you saw it a couple plays where it was a good handful of plays where he had jakeem grant like down he had him and if he was just a little bit taller like you could see like it's hitting his fingertips like it's just it's right there and now you got a guy who's who was like five nine jakeem grant now you bring in a will fuller who i'm pretty sure is just over six foot yeah you know and you get a little bit taller guy a guy who can hawk the ball a little bit better can stretch the field i think they they utilized their free agency and their draft to fit to his strengths yeah I think to to strengthen up what they the Dolphins did everything they could to set Tua up for success. It's now up to him. Let's see what and happens. We talked about this in the Jumper Champ series, and we talked about the Miami Dolphins. Their entire offense relies, like the success of those players on that team, relies heavily on Tua. Absolutely. And if Tua can be a guy, if he can take the next step, if he can be even a, if he can even be a high end QB two. In that in that you know thirteen to twenty range, if he can be, even be right there, man, he could be really good for fantasy, especially as a streaming option in twenty twenty one. Absolutely. All right, guys. So that's going to be it for us today. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate the support and the love. Stay tuned for more fantasy rundowns here all off season long. Thank you again. Please follow the show at on Twitter at Pigskin Champs. Follow Justin at pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo. Follow myself at pigskin underscore DRock. You can find the show on Facebook at pigskin champs pod. Justin, another one in the books, man. Yes, sir. We are out of here, guys. We appreciate the love and support. We hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. We're going to continue on with more fantasy rundowns all off season long. Stay tuned. We appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. See you. <laughs>